Chair Shot Reality here on WrestlingInc.com, the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, share, leave a comment, do whatever you want to do. Josh Eisenberg down in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Justin LeBar here in Pittsburgh, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Love Justin, it. Finally. I will say I wore the white with the little blue and the red in support of our friendship, in support of you going through many years of uh, Sidney Crosby versus Alex Ovechkin. Your boy, the great eight, finally, finally got his glory last night, or uh, you know, Thursday night. So uh, congratulations. Drink it in, baby. I am drinking it in. Uh, somebody else who's drinking it in, or, or you know, at least celebrating the fact that he doesn't owe uh, $4 million, uh, is CM Punk. CM Punk and Cole Cabana making the headlines this week as they win their trial against the WWE doctor. Uh, WWE doctor Chris Amon uh, suing them for defamation based upon that podcast that dropped on Thanksgiving Day back in 2014 where Punk, uh, according to the doctor, you know, just... You know, completely shot down his credibility and, and, and put him through distress and et cetera, et cetera. You can read all the yeah. all the transcripts. Uh, Josh, uh, what's your reaction? Are you surprised, first off, that uh, Punk and Cabana get to walk uh, free with no no onus on anything? I don't think so. I think, you know, it's all hearsay and uh, kind of following this case, it's given me more of a respect for CM Punk that I've never had before. You know, whenever he was in WWE, you never really knew the guy was going through so many issues mentally. And especially in these days um, where, where people are really, you're not sure what's going through their minds. You want to be able to help people. You want to you know, make sure that they're in a good place and not in a bad place. Not saying that Punk is in a bad place like uh, to an extreme. But, but you knew he wasn't happy. You knew that he wasn't getting the treatment that he should have or thought he deserved. Um, but again, at the same time, is you, you can't look at a doctor and, know, and expect the doctor to know everything and to treat everything correctly. Um, listening to the hearsay, um, you know, Punk said he was upset about this. Amon said he treated him with this. It's it doesn't make sense to me that this lawyer or this doctor was trying to go and uh, have a lawsuit of four million dollars. Like, what's the basis on that? Because they said something negative about you. You're still employed by WWE. You weren't. Your job wasn't you know in jeopardy. And so I don't know what the distress is. The fact that he just didn't like hearing some things that were potentially true. Is that really what it came down to? Because he's still employed. His his reputation isn't extremely harmed because he's still a doctor there. Well, and that's just it. Um, you know, I, I've never been the biggest CM Punk fan, but that's just it. You know, it is reality. Uh, it is. It, it, you know, the reality is. You know, the the doctors base it on you know what social media trolls, what internet, you know, negativity said about him. You know, he never was. He didn't lose his job over it. He is not in between jobs, struggling to get a new job. It's simply been, some, you know, some some people said some mean things about him on the internet, and you know, I I, I, I tweeted this. I'll say it again. Had the had the had the court had the jury ruled the opposite way, had they ruled in favor of the WWE doctor, that would have now, in legal precedent, validated to some extent internet trolls and, and now it opens a floodgate it would have then opened a floodgate of yeah. well this person said something bad about me on social media because they heard of this and it, that, yeah, that could have been a dangerous chaotic world so you know, I, I think it is the right call uh, you've had a lot of lawsuits on here see on Twitter <laughs> people bash you about Lustin Jabbar remember Lustin Jabbar your fake Twitter account I mean this uh, it, it's amazing to see that the world we live in and based on social media a, a doctor really is going and trying to sue and obviously he lost so I, I think it was the right decision um, but the biggest thing for me is CM Punk Saturday night, UFC 225. He has a huge match. He said, well, nobody's approached me of returning to any professional wrestling organization and then saying the next day, I would never go back. Uh, you know, it's been five years. Why can't people just let it go? We've talked about this before. If CM Punk loses Saturday night, CM Punk is all in come September. 
Yeah, I think he absolutely is. I mean, uh, whether whether he legitimately changes his mind based upon how his UFC fight goes, or whether he's just you know, oh my God, a worker, a line. And that, I mean, I, he's not going to say yes, I'm going to be there. So of course, sounded very Jericho-esque. You know how Jericho yeah. used to say, "Oh, I'm not coming back. I have this obligation." Right, right. He, he he kind of squashed it pretty quickly. If he does the All In event, um, you know, that would be exciting. People want to see CM Punk back in a professional wrestling ring. What does it take for CM Punk to come back to WWE, Justin? <laughs> I don't. That's that's right? the that's the yeah. that's the amazing thing about it is that everything that we we think we know, at least based upon what he's talked about, uh, and you know, mind you, we only we've only ever heard his side of the story. It's not, like, and, and that's all it's ever going to be for a long time. WWE's not going to come out and and and, yeah. and you know go on a podcast and say their side of the story. Uh, but from what we think we know and we've gathered, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, issues there with Triple H, issues there with Vince, I, and I don't. It, it, there's no amount of, you know, Punk does not seem like a guy it's about money, so it doesn't seem like there's any amount of money it, it would it would take almost like a big public apology from mm-hmm. WWE, which, you know like, it, an apology that CM Punk thinks he's owed, um, so I, I don't know, that's hard to imagine, I, of course we never say never um, if I had to like bet something crazy, hypothetical, bet my life, you know, yeah, eventually one day he'll do something with him again, probably maybe a Hall of Fame many years down the line, uh, but, you know, it may be possible we might never see him wrestle in a WWE ring again, and, and I think that oh. I think that we all have to, you know, the, especially the, the CM Punk sing-song chants that we get whenever uh, some rest holds and some, you know, boring matches come, we need to yeah. just, like, let that go. Yeah. And the marks that, you know, some marks, we know one that lives in Sacramento, California, is this big CM Punk mark. They just kind of need to just let it go. And when it happens, be pleasantly surprised. But I actually think that he does have another match in WWE. CM Punk's ego is so big where he's not going to want to leave WWE as people think he did, you know, at the Royal Rumble, not being happy, leaving, giving up, quitting, and moving on. And again, if he fails again at UFC, that's Owen too. He's not going to be on another UFC card based solely on his name. If he can't fight, if he can't win, this match against somebody who's 0-1 as well, so not a Mickey Gall, a guy, a guy who was obviously a, a polished performer, maybe not necessarily in the mainstream attention as other UFC fighters, he gonna go back to WWE, he's gonna go back to All-In and really reestablish himself in professional wrestling. He needs to add about 25 pounds, though. He's so skinny right now. I get it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't know, I disagree. I don't think we have to see him in a match. I don't think we see him in a match again at WWE. You wanna I, place I, a bet? You wanna, you wanna place a gentleman's bet? What happens next? Alexander Ovechkin's second cup or CM Punk in the ring, in WWE ring? Oh, Ovechkin's second cup before Punk's in a WWE ring again. Have another, Lamar. Have another. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I, I I haven't stopped. I mean, look, it, I don't I don't I just don't sure. see Punk in a WWE ring. I, I not for a match. I don't think he needs that. I don't think he needs that. I don't think to him, the only thing that he didn't get to accomplish. Is, 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 is main event or WrestleMania go on last? So unless unless that's going to be what they can offer him, but I don't even think. I mean, I think the I think the the chances of negotiations are so far down the road that it's not even. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, all in, absolutely, I can see that uh, one way or the other. Uh, so we'll find out. Uh, CM Punk talk. Uh, it's very interesting. It's going to continue on as we see what happens Saturday night at UFC. Be sure to tweet us at Josh Osborne Four at Justin Labar at CS Reality. Comment on our Chair Shot Reality Facebook page. Uh, over 20,000 uh, friends there, so you can uh, interact with the entire community. Make sure you comment and subscribe here on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel. We've got plenty more to talk about this weekend in the world of professional wrestling. Continuing on the binge playlist of Chair Shot Reality, we hope you enjoy it. Make sure you leave a comment, let us know, share, and tell a friend. You know they'll appreciate it. He is Josh Eisenberg. I'm Justin Labar. Josh, uh, as we build to the next uh, major pay-per-view, it is the one that, of course, caps off the summer. That is SummerSlam in Barclays Center in Brooklyn once again. 
And uh, the, of course, the rumors start coming out of what's going to be the headlining match for SummerSlam. You assume you'd have a Brock Lesnar who still is your Universal Champion, and Dave Meltzer is reporting that at the moment, at the moment, the uh, the speculated match that, that Vince is going to go with is Roman Reigns challenging and probably conquering the Beast inside of uh, Brooklyn. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I was, I was. I was finishing my statement and then I get ready to make my reaction. Yeah, like it's it's unbelievable <laughs> to me that they're going to go back at it. I mean, look, I completely understand why Vince McMahon likes Roman Reigns. I completely understand how marketable Roman Reigns is. Uh, you know, he spoke very well for WWE this past week at their event. He's a polished guy. He's very intelligent. I, he comes off as a guy that you want to market an entire brand around. I understand that looking at a, you know Vince's eyes, who's in his seventies. Vince is trying to cater to guys who aren't 70 or 60 years old that are watching Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a guy that should be universal champion, but not at the expense of Brock Lesnar. And the reason being is because WWE has invested so much time and so much effort into making Brock Lesnar unlike any other WWE superstar, where even when he didn't have the universal championship, he was still dominating his opponents, whether it was Randy Orton at SummerSlam, whether it was Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania 32, he was the guy that WWE wanted to build up so much, and maybe they had the thought of Roman Reigns being that guy to accomplish and defeat Brock Lesnar, sending him on his way back to UFC. But that's not the right way to go. And if you're trying to tell me that people in the Barclays Center or anybody that wants to see this one-on-one -on -one match again at SummerSlam, if anybody really wants to see it, you are absolutely insane. That's like saying that Alexander Ovechkin is better than Sidney Crosby. It's just, it's not true, Justin. Right? Right? Right. Some categories. Um, Some you know, in a way, you know, in a way, in a way, I'm not surprised because it, it, there still is, there still is unfinished business. If you know the fact that like Roman Reigns eventually has to win, right? You know, he. he but not against Brock Lesnar. Not at Brock Lesnar's expense. That's the problem that we have here. Well, if it was Brock, if it was Roman Reigns against somebody like a Jinder Mahal that had the championship, or somebody that people really didn't care about. They'd be okay with it. Think about it like this: He beat Sheamus a couple of years ago for the Universal or for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and Sheamus was a very—you know—he got that huge reaction in Philadelphia, winning that championship on Raw. Yeah. You need him to defeat somebody that's not as believable as a fighter like Brock Lesnar. Well, the, the, unfortunately, you know, we saw. Okay, we've seen him lose at WrestleMania to Brock, and then and then the Greatest Royal Rumble it ends in controversy. So it's like it Reigns is a step closer to where oh he got screwed out of this referee's poor decision. So in wrestling booking, it is unfinished business that Reigns has to conquer it. That being said, I agree with you. Um, it's not, you know, while I don't hate Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns matches bell to bell, I don't want to see it again. I certainly don't want that to be what we're building an entire SummerSlam around. Unfortunately, this is just going to be the result and product of how successful WWE as a as a traveling brand. The fact that SummerSlam is basically sold out. To, you know, there, you know, there, there's. The tickets have gone well. The, the the prices have gone well. Everybody has the network. More 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 people than ever have the WWE network. So again, it's not a matter of oh we need something to sell and give us a good gate. They they, they have this. Uh, so uh, they they have everything sold. So they're going to give us this. So uh, it's it's unfortunate. But the, I mean the only thing they can do is try to make this try to make us all go okay that was worthwhile. Whether that's uh, I know you mentioned before we started uh, recording this. Whether that's a stipulation, which I don't know what you want to see of stipulation wise. Whether that is. You know, a character change, whether it's some interference, whether it's the uh, Paul Heyman turn, I, you know, I, whatever it is, they they're gonna have to yeah. find something to say. Okay, make us go. 
okay, it was worthwhile. They, they lived up to the, the hype here. And, and I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if a stipulation would be good. I mean, I would say Hell in a Cell, but they have a whole pay-per-view for Hell in a Cell. Not that they haven't done Hell in a Cell at SummerSlam before, but um, it gives you that cage feel, that ability. You, know, you want to maybe make it spiced up a little bit. Or Paul Heyman turning. I just I don't know if there's anything that makes me say, oh, okay, I get it. That was worth it. This is make This makes sense now. Because I don't think they have a plan for that. I think their plan is just to have Roman Reigns become the Universal Champion and Brock Lesnar goes. And that's it. And that's that's sad to me. Well, and, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because we haven't even got past money in the bank. But, of course, there's always the possibility of, you know, Roman Reigns is the one that sends Brock Lesnar packing. Uh, basically, he's the one that beats Brock Lesnar. But then yeah. you know, who knows, who, depending on who, money, who the money in the bank champion is, that might be a way to immediately segue right into to Roman Reigns' new feud. Uh, if somebody from you know somebody holding a briefcase comes and whether they successfully cash in or don't, uh, that could yeah. you know immediately then turn into something. So sure. you know, still ways to go. But I mean, as we see this report, everybody kind of has the same unanimous roll, 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 roll yeah, roll, vey, roll of the eye, shake of the head that we're we're going to go down this again. So yeah, you got to think, and this is, I mean, <laughs> this is like the four, you know, fourth big match between the two of them one on one. Uh, you know, we got to get something. What again? Heel turn. Heyman turns something, something uh, to mark it down as important in WWE history. WWE history 2018. We'll take a look in the next video. What is defining 2018? We're halfway through the year. What's standing out in the world of WWE and pro wrestling? We'll talk about it all here on Chair Shot Reality. Labar, Eisenberg, your favorite duo all around here on Chair Shot Rally on Wrestling Inc. Josh, let's wrap up this bench playlist and uh, let's talk. We're, we're in the month of June now, halfway through 2018. Let's look at WWE. Obviously, it has been a big year for WWE as a business from, from all, the, all the strides they make in the business world uh, as being the major you know, marketing powerhouse and global powerhouse they are. Obviously, the, the stock is at an all-time high with all the talk of their uh, new TV deals that are pending. But let's talk about more so in wrestling-wise. Let's talk more so in the booking-wise. What is defining 2018 so far to you in the world of WWE? So what's defined me in 2018 with WWE comes from three different letters, NXT. And it comes from the feud that has taken, I think, everybody by storm and has been the most complete feud that has lasted over a year now and still continues to be hot and fresh. Of course, I'm talking Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, and it all started one year ago in NXT in Chicago, and it looks like uh, NXT TakeOver 2, Chicago 2, is going to finish it. Now, this feud began so naturally, so organically, things we've seen before, a tag team partner turning on his best friend. But because it's an NXT team, because we're not getting oversaturation with developing stories or developing characters to throw in, it really has just been about Gargano Ciampa and a sprinkle of Candice LeRae. And that's what I like so much about this, is you have a lovable guy like Tommaso, or a lovable guy like Johnny Gargano and a hateable guy like Tommaso Ciampa. They're letting them work together and they're letting them really build their own storyline. Again, just sprinkling in little pieces. This shows me that aside from that feud, there's no other feud in WWE or NXT that can touch that. And we're talking about feuds that we've seen earlier in the year with a five-star match with Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas. We're going to probably see another five-star match with Velveteen Dream and Ricochet. And you're seeing all these amazing, talented guys in NXT get an opportunity. But at the end of the day, whether it's Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era dominating NXT, whether it's the Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, Lars Sullivan, Aleister Black, all these big talents, the one constant in NXT in 2018 has been Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. 
Gargano and Ciampa has been uh, phenomenal. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, but but I, I have a hard time of letting it be something that we can say define in 2018, simply because again, it, it is WWE Network only, and there's you know at least a million people that are out there that that aren't that are that aren't familiar with it, that aren't tuned into NXT, that aren't. Uh, Clued into it, it's, on, it's their loss, but it's hard for me to define. So I, I have to go with some things that are on Raw or SmackDown because that is something that everybody is seeing, uh, whether you're WWE Network or, or not. And you know, there's a lot of things we could pick from. You know, we, you could say, oh, I could define 2018 so far as being you know the missed opportunities for Braun Strowman or this and there's a lot. There's a lot of things I could say negative, but I'd rather not let the negative be the, the defining factor. So I'll take one positive from each brand. On the blue brand of SmackDown, I got to say AJ Styles has defined 2018 in a big way. AJ Styles is just obviously besides being the phenomenal performer that he is, he's just so consistent. There, there. It, it, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can ever recall somebody. You know, you probably have to go back into the Shawn Michaels, the Ric Flairs, the Bret Hart's when they were at their peak of performance in the ring. Um, of when you say, okay, I know that this guy is going to be able to do this for 15, 20 minutes if asked. I mean, it's, it's the consistency is is is, uh, is something to behold of. It's something he could work with anybody. I mean, hell, he, he worked with the James Ellsworth last year in a sequence of stuff and made that look just spectacular. So I got to say, um, you know, while there could be some nitpicking in his in his feud with uh, with Nakamura, I think overall. AJ Styles yeah. is a defining point, uh, at least on one half of Raw or, or one half of uh, the WWE program with SmackDown, and then over on the Monday Night Raw, you know, again, like you could talk about Ronda, you could talk about Braun, but I'm gonna go consistency again, and something that I think we're gonna be talking about looking back, which is this is the this is the surge of Elias, you know, all th- through 2017, I was like, okay, here's an NXT call up, they haven't screwed up, and they're giving him TV time, and he's always oh, getting some wins, and oh, he's kind of funny, and people are catching on. It, Starting with Raw 25 in January of having a spot with John frickin' Cena and hitting, you know, you're hitting John Cena with guitars and from that, yeah. from that, uh, even to the again the WrestleMania spot with Cena to the walk with Elias catching on, um, doing a concert on Bourbon Street at WrestleMania week. Now he's now he's being positioned for the Intercontinental Championship potentially. Uh, the merchandise sales we're hearing are doing well. And I just think as we look back and again in this day and age where it is so finicky of how WWE handles talents. Um, it is so picky of how we see guys come from NXT and how they're handled or what happens. Or um, I just think Elias is a guy who, between how he's took the ball and ran and how they've decided to stay committed, I don't know. I don't know if it's Vince. I don't know who has got their hands so tightly wrapped around uh, Elias's uh, creative and, and what he's doing and making sure he's staying protected. But whoever it is or whomever as a group, uh, they, they, they deserve they yeah. deserve a round of applause. I mean, Elias to me in 2018 right now on the Raw. Uh, AJ's your consistent thing on SmackDown. Elias is your consistent thing on Raw. You know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get. It's, I mean, it's interesting to me. What's your NXT? You said you had one from each brand. Or do you have something from NXT? Or are you just well, if I was to pick, if, if, I, if I was to pick NXT, I would say Champa. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I just, but the fact that not everybody can absorb NXT right now, I, it's, it's hard for me to say. Okay, that's defining WWE when yeah. not everybody's seeing it. Yeah, and the only one uh, argument, obviously Elias has been fantastic. Um, just sprinkle in, you know, the second part of Raw. I mean, it's Monday Night Raw ones every single Monday. A guy is putting on match after match. He's at the peak performance level of Shawn Michaels in his prime. You know, if you want to talk about AJ Styles at that level, Seth Rollins is at that level, if not greater than AJ Styles. And speaking of that, you know, we'll talk about our Money in the Bank predictions next week. But AJ, or excuse me, Seth Rollins and Elias, that could be a match that changes the course of what we're going to see for the rest of 2018. It's going to be like watching Undertaker versus Undertaker. These guys need to change up their beard I mean, and hairstyles. <laughs> just a couple of pounds more for Elias. That's it. <laughs> Share shot reality all over social media. Uh, Facebook, at CS Reality on Twitter, at Josh Eisenberg 4, at Justin LaBar. Make sure you comment on the video below. Next week, as Josh said, we'll make our money in the bank predictions on the binge watch money. playlist. 
as Money in the Bank, uh, one of the one of the big ones to take pay attention to. And of course, as Josh just alluded to, it definitely the Money in the Bank briefcase, Elias versus Rollins, a lot of things at that event. Uh, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, yeah. a lot of things are going to really set a tone for what we're going to see for the second half of 2018 to see what defines in the remaining months. Josh, it's been fun. I'm going to go continue my Capitals uh, celebration. And no more no more white Russian with no cups uh, jokes. I, <laughs> none of that stuff. Everybody can... He doesn't drink that much, so that's why he only has one cup. That's right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a wuss. There you go. Chair shot rather than wrestling ink. We'll see you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.